Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues. I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life. The Mind Your Body podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing. This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show. This is a Mind Your Body podcast, episode number eight, Body Image. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I feel like we do need that music in the background. The Jaws theme song. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Body image. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad we can laugh because, yeah. We need to laugh more about all of it. All of it, yeah. Yeah, Because this can be, some of the stuff, it's like, if you just talk about it all day, it can be a little daunting. But we're here to spread good news about ways that we can actually improve our body image and maybe have a lighthearted but also enlightening conversation. I love that. I think that's exactly what we need. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So Jenny is really going to take the lead on this one because she is the expert. This is the stuff that she researches and does all the time. I'm, you know, somebody who has a body image and I work with people with a body image. I uh, have a body. And, and I do have a body. I have mirrors, right? And, you know, these are things that, you know, I definitely have things that I've worked through and improved these things. But knowing what I know now from Jenny uh, I guess I can be more strategic mm-hmm. about really improving this stuff rather than kind of like, oh, I don't know why my body image is bad today. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed, right? Mm-hmm. What is that? And so I think that you know a lot of the information that you have today is going to be really helpful for people. So thank yeah. you. And I think, I mean, I think you're downplaying that mm-hmm. you also have you have a lot of experience seeing this and like being able to help people kind of. Like, you know, you're able to help them in the mindset shifts in that as well. So, I mean, even though I've done... Basically, that's what you're saying. (laughs) No. Experienced. No. Air quotes. No. I'm teasing. Um, But, yeah, I think, I mean, I've been just more of a nerd about the research specifically on body image and understanding that. And Mm -hmm. I think that also comes from my own story of being curious about my own body image and why the heck was I feeling the way that I was feeling about it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And don't you think that that can be one of the gifts of kind of things, you know, you having a rough go of it and digging your way out. I mean, you probably had so much more Mm self-awareness. I mean, we all should have done some research, (laughs) Yeah. right? Because we're all impacted by this right. on a daily basis. It's right. so insidious and we're going to talk, you know, really talk in specifics, but you know, it wasn't 
quote, extreme enough for us mm-hmm. to go do what you did to figure it out. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's it's that desperation point, right? I was desperate enough to figure it out because yeah. it had gotten to a point yeah. where um, it was bad, which I can laugh about now, but like, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a silver lining to mm-hmm. those horrible experiences that we all, like, we all, we teach each other through that when mm-hmm. we go through tough things yeah. and yeah. come out on the other side. Yeah. So I would love for you to just kind of lay out, I think we all kind of have an idea of what we're talking about when we say body image, mm-hmm. but I would love for you to kind of flush that out for us, like what that means. Okay. Well, I'm going to give the brief definition real quick that um, the National Eating Disorder Association gives, so I want to give them sure. credit. But they say that body image is how you see yourself when you look in the mirror or when you picture yourself in your mind. Um I want to kind of expand on that because it's not only about how we see ourselves in the mirror, but it's also about how we perceive other people see us and how we will kind of project that onto them and how we believe um yeah, how how we believe they see us in the world. Um can I add one more little thing and this is something that, you know, you and I have talked about. Mm-hmm. It's also a feeling. Yes. You know how we say, I feel fat? I feel fat, yeah. Right? It's how you feel in your body as well. Yeah, not, how just, that, not just in the yeah. mirror, right? Right, and yeah. how that, you know, I've one of the things that I, I hear a lot is, oh, I gained a pound or I gained three pounds, and then it's like, I had a terrible day because of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah. an, that's like a concrete example of this showing up in your lives that I don't think people tie back to body image. It's like really being defined. No, we think it's a real thing. Yeah. No, it's just a fact because the scale moved a pound. So therefore, (laughs) therefore your day will be terrible. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, and and what that means about me as a person and my worth to other people in the world. And that's another thing that I want you to expound upon is, you know, that part of it. Right. Well, and I think that, you know, I know that earlier you were telling me that the one of the main points we want to cover initially is that it's okay to think about your body or like to, to like be in your body and to experience it. In fact, that's like a good and healthy thing. It's just when it becomes the thing that you define your life by and you define your relationships by. And again, it becomes this thing that this is how you define yourself more so than by, you know, what you do and what you believe and mm-hmm. how you f- how you feel in a difference. And it's not feeling fat, but like if you feel um, joyful or if you feel satisfied mm-hmm. or all those other yeah, feelings I, that you I, feel I in your I think the image that I was kind of portraying to you, which I think is helpful for us to just kind of grasp this, is, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a pie chart, it's like, yeah, it's healthy for a little piece of that to be this is my body image. This is how I feel, you know, in the world physically, how I feel like I look or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's when it starts to take over, you know, mm-hmm. three quarters of the pie. Yep. And versus starts what you do. Yeah. And starts know? to impact like, you know, some of the research showed that, you know, it starts with, with girls very young now, which is kind of a little bit sad, but it, it even starts back in third grade and (laughs) okay she has this statistic she's actually pointing to so there's um 42 percent of girls in first through third grade want to be thinner so there's yeah there's that research study 42 percent 42 percent so that's almost half um yeah and I mean there's other research about you know third grade is usually the average age that girls go on their first diet yeah Um, I think I just I just want to 
give that the weight it deserves as the mother of two daughters. That is literally makes me nauseous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's really. Did you okay? Not just good. like as a, I know this isn't you know the strategies that we're going into, but did you experience that as a kid? I'm just curious. No, it was not until I mean I've talked about this before that really my, you know, again I'm sure the seeds were kind of planted prior to this. The first time that I became aware of my body and how other people were perceiving it mm-hmm. was in seventh grade. I was in math class and a boy in my class looked at my arms and said, oh, your arms are getting fat. Wow. And, and you know, yeah. I certainly was not heavy in seventh grade. I, yeah. You know, my hormones, I was going through puberty and that kind of thing. And so my body was shifting, but that opened Pandora's box. I think that was when I went on my first diet. Mm-hmm. And it was all a roller coaster for decades thereafter because... Because I didn't have you, Jenny. I didn't have anyone to say, this is a thing. You are not defined by the girth of your arms. Right. The circumference of your arms. Right. You know, that is not, there is no meaning about you as a person. Mm-hmm. That it, we're, we want to cultivate what you're doing in the world as a 12-year-old girl. What can you do? What do you want to, how do you want to show up in the world, Right. <laughs> What, what, no. yeah, what do you like? What are your hobbies? No, I, I was, yeah. I really, that somehow, again, I think the seeds were planted prior to that, but I think mm-hmm. that just cemented for me that I am only as valuable as the girth I of your appear arm. or yeah. at, as I appear, right? right? Because then I started getting that kind of confirmation bias. You start mm-hmm. looking for what, what are people saying about my hair or, you know, mm-hmm. anything, any you know, then you're just hypersensitive mm-hmm. to that ever after. So, so seventh yeah. grade. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, these statistics show that's probably late, but yeah. So I just think that we need to, you know, again, we're not trying to be disaster theorists, but we need to really understand that this is a serious thing, whether or not we're parents, that there's just a real issue. So, yeah. And, and the other, the other piece that we wanted to introduce as well to you is that, um, you know, a lot of people think that they're smart, especially once they're adults Mm -hmm. or they're higher educated that, oh, I'm smart. I know that like, you know, when I look at images or when people say things like, I know better, like I know that these people are Photoshopped. I know Mm -hmm. that, you know, what we're, we're being fed by advertising and magazines and media and movies is all, you know, is all fake. Kind of a, right? a mirage. Right. And on that conscious, like right. cognitive level. However, the research is showing, you know, you, you are smart. You do know that on a cognitive level, but subconsciously that is still impacting us as a society mm-hmm. and how we view ourselves mm-hmm. and whether we feel like we are worthy in mm-hmm. this world yeah. of, you know, being able to do great things. Right, right. So, you know, the example that I was saying to Jenny is that, you know, say I'll be standing in the grocery store checkout line and I'll see a magazine cover of an actress who I know is probably around my age. Mm -hmm. And I'll look at that image of her that is, you know, this flawless, smooth skin and no wrinkles on her neck or anything like that. And, and I know, like you say, I know consciously, my prefrontal cortex knows that is photoshopped. That can't right. be real. She's mm-hmm. not plastic, right? Right. That said, 
my gut takeaway is I don't feel good. I don't measure up. I don't feel good about myself. I do not look away from that image feeling better about myself than I did when I glanced at it. So we have, this is where, you know, what we expose ourselves to, you know, like you say, like we can think that we've got a grip on it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, and I think the other thing that, you know, I think that's such a good point is like when you look at those images, what do you think afterwards? Like, is it really, hey, I feel good about my body or is it like, hey, what outfit can I buy or how can I change my hair? How all of a sudden can I like change these things about myself so that I feel worthy? Right. And And, and we have to understand that that is the purpose of advertising is to never let us feel like we've arrived, (laughs) that that we're okay just how we are because then they can't sell us stuff to fix that, those not good enough parts. Right. And I mean... To, to understand that we are not outsmarting their psychology. You That's know what I powerful. mean? <laughs> like they, they spend tons of money on figuring out how can we make people want to buy our stuff. Right. And, do and be subtle enough. Change? Be subtle enough yeah. to, you know, worm their way into our subconscious. So it mm-hmm. is, like you say, it is kind of increasing that level of self-awareness and almost just literally asking ourselves that question after we see an image like that. Yeah. Do I feel better or worse about myself? Right? So this applies also, we need to be clear that, you know, obviously we can't avoid seeing magazine covers at the grocery store, but what we can have control over is what's in our social media newsfeed, right? So if you've subscribed to all of these, you know, fitness models or, you know, even whatever, athletes, you know, mm-hmm. again, it's subjective. We need to assess for ourselves, how does that, how is that making me feel about my body? Mm-hmm. And that may change over time, right? Sometimes that might actually be inspiring. Mm-hmm. I know it's shifted for me. So I guess I can only speak to my own experience. Like I'll go through periods of my life where I enjoy seeing a little more of that. And it mm-hmm. doesn't seem to you know, cause any kind of negative feedback in myself. Mm -hmm. And then there are other times that I just can't, it's not helpful. Mm -hmm. So we need to get honest with ourselves. Cause I think we think that we need that inspiration. Yeah. Like if I don't look at that, then I'll just be gross and lazy forever. Yep. Well, and I, I that kind of reminds me of the example that I brought up the other day with the sugar. So like, I feel like a little bit, you know, is, is okay. Like it's not toxic in our bodies, mm-hmm. but if we have too much, mm-hmm. then that's when it becomes toxic. It's yeah. not that we have to like completely. And, <laughs> and just like you wouldn't only eat sugar, mm-hmm. what else are we what exposing else are ourselves to? Yeah, for sure. Right. And so not only might that be images of a wide array of body types, but looking at bodies shouldn't take up a big percentage of our day of our social media, you know, or whatever that we're looking at. Like, are you subscribed to science websites and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. arts and Well, okay. I know. I was like trying to think of something more mainstream. I'm like, oh, I know. Science I failed that websites. one. Science And I'm I like, know, yes, I, 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 amen. But also I, I was like, everybody Sorry. else is going to be like, and my brain okay. just turned off. All right. So I don't know. What, uh, but what whatever you're like, like into. I don't know. I don't know. Horses. Okay. That was, 
Okay. You, puppies. I don't know. Okay. Kittens. I'm just projecting now. No, I, but I, I, you puppies, know, but. any, literally anything else <laughs> that's going to help you grow as a person, right? Because that's what we need to be. That pie chart needs to be taken up with how do I want to be in the world? Mm-hmm. What do I want to be thinking about when I'm in that rocking chair mm-hmm. at 80 years old? Yeah. Looking back on, am I going to be so happy that I spent all this time, you know, buying products to fix me, mm-hmm. you know, that I was just concerned all the time with how other people were viewing me. Am I about to lose my power because my beauty is fading, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. we want to really start cultivating our inner gifts mm-hmm. and what we want to create and put out in the world. Yeah. You know, and I just, I think that that does, you know, so many of us are on social media quite a bit. And I think it's important to really start to look critically mm-hmm. at what, you know, it does, like you talk about a lot, our values. Does this align with my values? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And yeah. And in that way, you're, you're intaking things that are actually more about the things you value and like mm-hmm. who you are than exactly. things that are than advertisers or, and maybe, <laughs> or things that are really yeah. trying to derail you in a sense from really right. being yourself. Yeah. Maybe and also maybe who you want to be, because maybe if you are currently in a place where you're kind of focused more on the superficial, mm-hmm. but you'd like to start to shift that mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. You know, then maybe that's a small way, non-overwhelming way to do that, you know, to get inspired and just dip your toe in the water. Yeah. 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 I, I I like that. I think that kind of go alongs with another strategy, which is, um, about not surrounding yourself with other people who are constantly talking about their weight and food and their beauty and, yeah, creating authentic connections with others. Mm -hmm. I know that you kind of talked about this point, so... If you want to share more. Yeah, I I I think think that's, it's huge. I mean, I had a friend the other day, I I won't say their name because I want to protect their identity, but they were telling me about how, how tough it was when they were friends with somebody Mm -hmm. who was constantly talking about what they ate and what size they wore and different Mm -hmm. things and how, like how that can trigger things within you and how powerful those relationships in our lives are. So, I mean, it kind of boils down back down to that, like, like a lot of people will say this, but like you're, you are the five people, average of the, five people. the average mm-hmm. of the five people you spend your time with. It's just choosing those people wisely or being able to set boundaries with, I mean, cause I know that for some people it's like your family members and you won't mm-hmm. always be able to say, okay, peace out family member. And that's yeah. not good either, right. <laughs> but to be able to stand up for yourself in a sense that you say, Hey, let's not talk about that. Hey, let's yeah. talk about something else or that's, right. you know, just being able to say, let's, Let's be more positive. Yeah. And, and you know, like we talk about all the time, the more authentic we can be in our relationships, the more we're going to hold space for other people mm-hmm. to be their authentic selves. If we are, say we meet a friend for lunch every week, and if every week we are determined to wear, you know, the fanciest outfit with, you know, name brand labels and, mm-hmm. you know, have our makeup done, you know, to perfection and all that kind of thing, then you are creating such a barrier to true connection Yeah. versus kind of, and, and, you know, I think the first step is kind of getting honest with ourselves about what, what is that? Why am I doing that? Yeah. You know, when I've literally had clients, um, 
in my office telling me about how like, oh, I can't go because I don't look good enough. And it's like, do your friends only hang out with you when you look like to the nines? You know, like mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you accept me every day that I come in yeah. because I don't know. It just would be so exhausting mm-hmm. and, and like I think inauthentic. It is. Jenny, yeah. I think, I think you hit on that. Mm. I think it is. I think we're all exhausted. Yeah. By it, but what? It, how are we going to start unpacking this? It's going to take some bravery mm-hmm. on each of our part to say, "Yeah, I'm not going to spend quite so much energy mm-hmm. on my appearance. Right. That I only I have a finite amount of free time and bandwidth, and I'm going to choose to devote a little bit more of that to, you know, doing fun things with friends. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah." I mean, again, and maybe that means that you're expanding your social group and, you know, joining organizations where people are doing things that light you up, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But I, you know, one of the things that I think is powerful that you and I talked before we started recording is that, you know, it's, our brain doesn't do very well with trying to reject the negative, Right? I, I think you... Do you want to explain this a oh. little better? Well, I mean, there's like this... Uh, you actually brought up the example, but the, the pink elephant example where yeah. our, when you tell somebody's brain not to think about something, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. We actually will will forget that we put the no in there, the not in there, mm-hmm. and we think about that thing. And so right. kind of trying to... To not do something Mm -hmm. takes up a ton of energy in our brain and it actually goes against how it works. Mm -hmm. And so it's much better to focus on what you can do or what you can do instead than to think of how can I not do this thing. Right. So kind of crowding out the maybe negative thoughts Mm -hmm. a little bit. If we do have a negative body image, instead of putting our energy and focus on how can I get rid of and abolish this, these negative feelings? It's, okay, let's put some energy over how can I start to create something different in my life? And I think that's why we're talking so much about shifting our focus to, you know, connection, authentic connection, and what we want to do in the world. Maybe we're not putting the energy towards anything to do with our body, mm-hmm. right? Instead of trying to shift from negative thoughts about our body to positive thoughts, how about let's think a little less about our body? Yeah. Right? I mean, that, I mean, that's that been helpful for works. me. No, it I don't know. That's work. yeah. Cause our brain only has so much cognitive space. Like we can't think about our body and what we want to do in the world and yeah. engaging with other people. Mm-hmm. Like we can't do all of that all at once. So yeah. it just, it's just creating those new neural pathways to where instead of defaulting to you know, our negative body image per Mm -hmm. se, we are defaulting to what do I want to do? How Mm -hmm. do I feel? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it sounds really stupid, but I think this was powerful for me when I was like a teen. I was very kind of like in my own head about Mm -hmm. what I thought other people thought of me. And it was really helpful for someone to sit me down and say, um, no one else is thinking about you. Right. Like, get over yourself <laughs> right. and start interacting with the world yeah. and actually, like, pay attention to other people. Like, there it listen is. to them. Like, there actually take in information because I was so obsessed with myself at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, not intentionally. I thought I was sure great and selfless or whatever. But yeah. I was so obsessed with myself it is that very I forgot there were other people driven. in the world. Yeah. Yes. No, I think that is such a powerful point because, I mean, that's legit. You were a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a well, I guess the epiphany of when I struggled it was teenage years, but yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of a struggle 
you know, in college, but yeah. I feel like, you well, know, and I don't, that's better. what, that's my point is yeah. I think that's a natural developmental stage mm-hmm. in the teen years, but we kind of want to move out of that yes. and start doing bigger and more important things in the world, right? Whether yeah. that's parenting or whatever it is. But I think because of the insidious nature of advertising and how we're all kind of disconnected a lot more and social media, you know, or highlight reel, I think it's perpetuating this well into adulthood. Mm-hmm. I think so many of us, and I know this is something I unpack with clients all the time, is, you know, if you're still 100% basing how you feel about yourself and your progress on the feedback that you're getting from other people, mm-hmm. holy smokes, that is, that's not going to last, Mm-mm. right? You, that is shaky ground, Yes. My friend, you need to build a firm foundation of pride and confidence Mm -hmm. in who you are and your power to affect change in your life and in the world. Yeah. More importantly, right? And and the idea that, for example, let's just say I went to, you know, a political meeting or something like that. And if I'm sitting there instead of engaging with the content and really listening to the speakers and learning. All I'm thinking about is, oh, you know, can somebody see my fat roll? Mm-hmm. Like that is so ego driven. Right. And I think that <laughs> that's an important self-awareness thing. It's like, yeah, nobody's looking at your midriff, first of all. Mm-hmm. And second of all, if they were, yeah, they That's probably don't something care. to do. Well, yeah. And I mean, even if somebody's really okay. fascinated by your body, I would, like my, the way that I was able to like kind of wrap my head around it is... Mm-hmm that's probably something that is going on with them yeah, and their own struggle. Point. And that the fact that yeah. they're comparing themselves to you has right. a lot to do with their own struggle mm-hmm. and not, it's not about the fact that you don't have this perfect body. And it's like, and it's still sad because then both of you are in this meeting, not focused on the agenda <laughs> right. or like thinking right. about what, I mean, it's what the you self-imposed prison that yeah. you're not even aware of. Right? right. And that's the key is right. that we're trying to kind of lift the veil a little bit because I think we're not even aware a lot of this stuff is happening or that we have the power to shift it. And yeah. it's not till we become aware that we can start to say, huh, is that where I want to put my energy? But yeah. I, I want to go back to one of the things that you talked about the other day, and that's about the roots of this, you know, where this can start for little girls when they're young and how so many of the compliments that people will pay to little girls are based mm-hmm. on their appearance. Do you want to talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit? Well, and I think I think most people can wrap their heads around or they can think of an example when they've seen a little girl complimented solely on her dress or her appearance. And then you think about what little boys are complimented on, especially once they're past like, you know, 16 months old. It's usually, oh, look at what you're doing or you're so brave or you're so like, it's about what they're doing or how strong strong they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's another, I mean, I'm sure that's a narrative that some, you know, boys have to fight with in a sense, but because I want to like, I want to give credence that I think guys have their own struggle because of what society places in that gender box. But, um, but yeah, for for women specifically, mm-hmm. we are told how pretty we are, how cute we are. I don't know how mm-hmm. many times I've been told I was cute. Even as an adult, I'm like, I still kind of cringe. I'm like, um, yeah. It's well, weird. I know. But, I mean, you know, having I, raised two little girls, this was something fortunately that I was sensitive to. Yeah. Maybe I didn't know as much as I know now, but sensitive enough to know, you know, 
my girls had, they got the hair. They had beautiful long tresses. Mm. And, you know, I really would try to shift that when people, that'd be the first thing that they would say. And I would kind of try to shift the conversation to something that they've done or, you know, how kind they were or, you know, they're running or how they included somebody in a group or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. really trying to focus more on, you know, how they're showing up in the world. Yeah. But holy cow, that is a tough one. It is. You know, that's and just it built does. in our, I mean, it I is. even am guilty of it. Like, you know, and I, I, I will try to say other things. It's not that like, and I was, I was saying the other day, like, it's not that you have to call little girls ugly or like not yeah, ever say that they're beautiful, but to just make sure that you're like, you're putting that in a good ratio with talking about all of their other, yeah, all of their other qualities and yeah. how amazing they are at what they're doing or how kind they are, how interested they look in something. Well, don't you, know? you think that's where that skewed pie chart started? Yeah. Ab- oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, think and about that. And why maybe it's a thing more so, because I mean, men struggle with this, but we know that women tend to struggle with this more so. Yeah. Um, and I do think that has a lot to do with those those narratives that mm-hmm. we've created. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the reality is that, you know, and I do think it, I do think it's shifting, but, you know, historically women have been much more valued by their mm-hmm. appearance and right. Yeah. So, and I don't think the answer is like, Hey, let's objectify men now. Oh, of course Cause not. I think that that's been, <laughs> I've not heard that I've, one. I've, I've, there's oh, been other, I mean, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I think that, you know, yeah. just overall, if we can all learn to be more interested in all the other cool things about ourselves, like that's, yeah. that's I really, really like answer. the phrase, you know, eyes on your own body. Yeah. You know, I really make a point. I don't, I don't comment on other people's physique, mm-hmm. right? Even if, you know, I know they've lost a lot of weight or something like that. I don't know if they did that in a healthy way. Yeah. I know when I lost a lot of weight the first time and I got all of this great feedback, I didn't lose that weight in a healthy way. And mm-hmm. I was terrified mm-hmm. that I was going to gain it back and lose all of this external validation that I was getting. But I'll tell you, I was also creeped out to some degree. Mm-hmm. Be, in, I guess that's not a very sophisticated way of saying that. I guess it was disconcerting to me to start getting attention from people who'd never really talked to me before. And all of a sudden I seemed to have some magical solution or that I was somehow more interesting. Yeah. Now that's interesting. And that didn't feel good. I think you should, I, we were talking a little bit about this, that the thing that you're like, this was the part for me. That was the, how Mm -hmm. we think what other people, Yeah. do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, what are you talking about? (laughs) Well, I guess, I mean, I guess, I don't have, first of all, let me just say, I don't have any answers here. I can just speak from experience, but you know, I think when we're worried about what other people are thinking, I mean, honestly, people do perceive us differently. I mean, there is a power differential in our society. We Mm -hmm. are a little bit more of a superficial society. And, you know, there's a lot of research to show that, you know, obese people don't get promotions. They Mm -hmm. are not viewed as leaders, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're viewed as having maybe a weaker work ethic, that kind of thing. And so there's enough maybe reality to some of this stuff that Mm -hmm. I think then, but I know for me that then I'm seeking confirmation of that all the time. Right. So confirmation bias, like you're Right. A little bit. Yeah. Because I'm just, yeah. So 
But it, but that's what's, you know, and I think that this kind of will run through a lot of the podcast episodes that we do that we have to understand that achieving a certain body type does not confer happiness, does nope. not confer confidence, nope. or that you are someone who has everything figured out in the world. Because I think that we have that latent subconscious belief, right? Like people will hire a personal trainer because of how they look. Right. Somehow they must have all the answers. <laughs> right. Right? We have no idea right. what is going on with that person. They may have an eating disorder. Right. Or be right. taking steroids. Or, or... Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so we just we just really do kind of make a meaning sometimes, mm -hmm. positively or negatively, about someone's current body shape. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage people to really step back from commentary about other people's appearance and from denigrating our own. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And kind of, yeah, just becoming aware of that. And like, I think, you know, I think when you're able to challenge, we're, you know, challenge the uh, gender norms and mm -hmm. things like that. Like you're able to, not only like in the sense that, okay, how do, how do I want to say this? I know that for my own journey, when I learn more about social justice and learning more about, you know, not basically judging people or putting mm -hmm. them in a box, that that helped me feel like I could be who I really was. Mm -hmm. And I, I like didn't that. have to like fit into some societal norm. Mm -hmm. So I could just be myself and do mm -hmm. all the weird things that I do and have the body that I have, mm -hmm. you know, and realize that when we when we try to get everybody to fit into this box and treat them differently because mm -hmm. they have a, a specific body, mm -hmm. that the, we are playing a specific role in, in oh, we're feed, reinforcing we're into that. It. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're totally feeding into it. I yeah. do think, you know, I will say that I think that there's a little bit of a generational difference here because, yeah. and I'm thrilled that things are shifting. I know with my daughters, they don't really seem to care a hoot about, you know, they don't just don't seem to be kind of taken up with a lot of this stuff. They seem to feel pretty confident in what they wear, mm -hmm. how they're showing up, and, and I'm thrilled. You know, for me, I've lived with this stuff for so long, and, you know, the BMIs have increased, you mm -hmm. know, so quickly yeah. over the past 30 years that when I was a teenager, you would not have caught me dead in a bikini, mm. right? I really, you know, I mean, I wasn't... I certainly wasn't obese. You know what I mean? Like, it's just interesting. It's but like, you, I it feel so totally good yeah. in a bikini now. And I certainly don't have a better body that I, than I did at 17. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so I guess all I'm trying to say is I think that for the women who may be listening, who are closer to, you know, late forties or, you know, closer to that range than where you are, maybe the stuff has been entrenched for so long mm -hmm. that, I still want to give those folks hope mm -hmm. that it's not too late for you to question this stuff and to not. It's not. Yeah, play into it's absolutely it. not. You know, to to say, uh, you know what, I'm gonna age gracefully. I'm gonna show up in the world. You know, the example I always give is like nobody cared what waist size Mother Teresa had. Mm -hmm. Or what pant size my Angelou wore, right? Right. Or even just think, I mean, right now, give yourself five seconds to think about who do you really admire mm -hmm. in your life? Like, yes. who do you think is just an amazing role model or somebody yes. that you'd want to model your life after? 
And now ask yourself, did you think about their pant size or how much makeup the they were wearing? The number on the scale. Or, or if they had wrinkles. Did you think that's about any so, of those things? That's were those powerful. the things that you were really drawn to them for is not having wrinkles or having a specific pant size? Or was it for their achievements and their character and confidence confidence, and how they showed and, up in the world? Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a powerful exercise. I mean, I think we all know those people who do not have the what we think of as the ideal body type or mm-hmm. ideal looks. And... They are some of the most dynamic, powerful, charismatic people in the world. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what we want to start noticing and cultivating. They, are, they don't have a special thing that we can't have, right? Exactly. I mean, that's what we have to realize is that, guess what? The way, it's, it, I love that phrase. How do you get a bikini body? You put, put a, a bikini, bikini on, on the your body. body. I love well, it. Well, this is the same type of thing. How do I be confident in my body? Go out and be confident in your body. Do it. Like, seriously, just go, like, I can't tell you how many times over the years, like, I wouldn't go to a social event because I locked up and getting Mm -hmm. dressed. Mm -hmm. You know, all of a sudden, I mean, it was like I'd gained 50 pounds in the Mm -hmm. hour of getting ready, Mm -hmm. right? Oh my gosh, I'm never, I will never do that again. I am done with that. Mm -hmm. And I do catch it. I still notice those things creeping in sometimes where I'm like... Uh, nothing's going to look right. And I'm like, yeah, mm-mm. get over yourself mm-hmm. and get yourself out the door because nobody cares nobody and cares. go have the experience because yeah. we're not guaranteed any amount of time. And I probably say that in every one of these podcast episodes, it's probably, I sound like the Grim Reaper, but I think it's true. It is true. And we need to be a little more humble about some of those things. I do think that you know, kind of getting over ourselves a little bit is such a gift to ourselves. Yes. I mean, I, to me, like, I think that just feels so relaxing. It's like, like right now, like if everybody right now would literally like take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and let your tummy hang out. Mm-hmm. How many of us are walking around holding our tummies in and not breathing? Mm-hmm. I used I used to do oh. that before I like. I still catch myself doing <laughs> before it before I started uh, weightlifting. And I didn't even realize I did it. It was so Neither. like no, insidious. That's what all of this stuff is that yeah. we're not realizing. That yeah. we're literally depriving ourselves of oxygen. No mm. wonder we're all tired. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's yeah, and it's not helping yeah. us in the gym. It's not yeah. helping us in our lives. No. Like you're and it's funny because so the deep belly breathing is mm-hmm. actually what calms us and right. helps us not be so anxious. Yep, gets us so into the So if you have anxiety. <laughs> yep. Oh, I do <laughs> a lot is, of deep breathing. This yeah. is part that you're really, I mean, you trying to suck it in is really doing yourself a disservice. And it's, you know, it's going to so. cause issues with digestion, with, you know, all, all kinds things. of things. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to wrap this up and I don't know if we can really put a bow on this, but We've kind of sprinkled in some strategies in here. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to, should we kind of just go through those, just kind of wrap these up a little bit? Yeah, let's do that. So I'll go through a couple and Jenny can mention a few. So, So the first one is curate what you're seeing on a daily basis, especially in your social media feed, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not watch, like you had mentioned, maybe not watch, you know, America's top model, if that's a trigger for you or something like that, mm-hmm. expose yourself to a wide array of body types. You know, if you are wanting to look at bodies, you know, on social media, and again, I would encourage you to have that be a small part of the pie chart. 
Um, and also celebrating what your body can do. I don't know if we like specifically went into this, but you know, mm-hmm. just, just really appreciating that like your legs take you places and you can walk places and, um, you know, your arms reach out and hold babies and mm-hmm. puppies and all those cool yeah. things. Like, I guess giving your body credit for all the other things mm-hmm. that it does outside yeah. of just looking like how something. it looks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I want to just throw something in with that. Cause I think I've mentioned this, um, before that this was such a, a healing part of my journey is when I had children. Mm. I viewed my body so differently. Mm-hmm. That was a thing. Yeah. Doing those things. Right. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I made a, I made a, some people. I made a human. <laughs> yeah. Got some people <laughs> over here amazing. that I made. Yeah. And so that was like, almost like hitting the reset button for me. So anyway, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Also cultivating authentic connections with others and just surrounding yourself with people who are positive and not talking about, you know, their own pant size or how, you know, insecure they feel or bringing up things that are triggering to you when it comes to your body image or, oh, or other people. Like if you're around other people who literally will judge, because I think we kind of will automatically apply that to ourselves. Oh yeah. Our friends who are like, hey, look at that girl and her thing and this and that, like, Ugh, it's just, yeah, yeah it no, just feels that's ick. so, and so if, true. If you're one of those people that struggles with that, also, I don't want to say that you're ick, but I've, I've also been there, so I'm trying to, like, you well, know, help you guys understand. You and what I have this talked really about this, like. Jenny, yeah. is that when I've been the most judgmental of other people's bodies, like mm-hmm. even in my mind, yep. it was because I was feeling insecure about my own. Yes. That was total projection. 100% is what that was all about. So, and I want to go back to, you know, what you're saying about, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are positive that aren't just talking about, you know, their next diet that they're on or whatever. I, another word for positive to me is interesting. Yeah. Like surround yourself with interesting people because that's not interesting. Yeah. Or people that are really into the things you're into. Like you guys right. can talk about it. As long it as you're and- into it. You know, like, like they're helping you grow. Yeah. Like, right? I yeah. mean, that's, you know. Or, if, you know, or just, yeah, interesting, I think is a good way of putting it. Because yeah. obviously our friends aren't going to share our interest 100%. But yeah. people oh, that for are sure. just, you know, they're doing cool things and they support you being you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just people who are, think outside the box and open-minded and, yeah, thinking about different things than, this stuff is just, when you know, when it boils down to it, it's kind of boring. Yeah, it's not sexy. I mean, if all you're think if you're taking up so much of your bandwidth thinking about your diet and your workout schedule and your pants and your hair and your makeup, that's really boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is. You want to wrap it up? Um, and also focusing on your skills, your gifts, and what you want to bring to the world. Mm-hmm. Instead of being so observant about how you look to the world, think about you know, like really be in flow, being, being like wanting to listen to other people or when you're, when you're moving in the world, like how do things feel on my feet and, you know, being more like in your body than mm-hmm. like focused on your body. I don't know. I know that's kind of sounds ethereal, but maybe no, you I think that's, make that a, no, I think that is so powerful thing. and yeah, it's a disconnect for sure. And one of the things I just want to add in, like because it's been really helpful in my experience. And I just read a study that also said that this was helpful was strength training. 
Um, exercise in general, they said help, but even yeah. more so strength training and doing something with weights. You know, I, helpful. that is okay. So this is a piece of my experience that I can bring to the table here yeah, is that I sure. do train a lot of women who really have spent little or no time in the gym ever. Mm-hmm. And I concur with the results of that study because it is amazing to see these women, their mojo grow, mm-hmm. like, you know, they come in, they put on their lifting gloves. These are people that have never touched weights before. And I make it, you know, fun and accessible and safe and that kind of thing. But you're right. That is a huge tool for transformation. Also a hugely important thing for metabolic and health and, you know, bone density as we get older. So it's important for a lot of reasons, but I completely but agree. But if just for body image. For body image <laughs> alone, I mean, yeah. that is a mojo builder it right is. there. And you it know? teaches you to think differently about your body. Yes, so. it does. It does. So, so again, you know, we hope that some of these things were helpful. Jenny and I really believe that talking about this and just kind of uncovering some of these things that I know I wasn't aware of, Mm-hmm. And so that I can now notice when I'm being triggered by something and I can choose maybe to not expose myself to that or to people. And, you know, again, it's just awareness is our biggest tool mm-hmm. and we get to decide what to do with it from there. But hopefully we've um, kind of expanded your thoughts about this. And, and again, like we are talking about all the time, no one is immune to this in our society. There's not a fitness model. There's not a runway model, a Victoria's Secrets model mm-hmm. that is immune to body image struggles. So if you're projecting and looking at someone with a certain body type and you're thinking they've got it all, they've, they're happy, they've got confidence, and all I need to do is get that body and then I'm going to have that. Well, you just projected on them what you think they feel, which they likely don't, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then you extrapolated it back to you, like to the third power. Yeah. <laughs> what you'll have if you have that body. Wow, that was a mess that yeah. just happened. Well, and it's basically like correlating things that don't correlate and you're creating this false reality. Yeah. So like, for instance, you know, there have been studies where people, um, when they think they're drinking alcohol, will act more drunk. The same kind of thing applies for if we think we're going to be happy at a certain thing, we will make ourselves, or at a certain body size or whatever, mm-hmm. we will make ourselves unhappy to match that belief. And so we just have to be really protective of our thoughts and realize that body image and how, how much you weigh, what you look like, is not correlated to your happiness yeah. or confidence. So, so that's a mind bender and you probably don't believe us if you're sitting out <laughs> there okay. and you're like, right. yeah, all I have to do is lose 30 pounds and I promise you I'll be happy and you guys don't know what you're talking about. Well, right. we do and we work with a lot of people and so this yep. we are not blowing smoke. No. We are really not because that's not what this, that's not what we're about. Like we're telling you the truth that you've got to start doing the inner work, the actual like deep. You inner do stuff. cultivate who you are, and yeah, like have, be happy now. Do what you need to do to get happy now, because yeah. it's not gonna come with a number on a scale. Yeah. So, so, so you know, I think there's some positive things here, and we would love to hear what you guys think about this and about your own experiences, and if you've been able to kind of shift some of this stuff. In your life, you know, we're trying to bring you actionable, you know, strategies to make use of in your life. So, 
Yeah. And I'm ex- I mean, I'm excited for the journey that people are taking because I think as they work on this stuff, they actually are really getting back in touch with themselves yeah. and being more of I themselves. Agree. And oh, so I'm I like, I'm excited more. for you guys to do this because yeah. you're freeing up space to actually be you. So, yeah. Okay. No, I agree. All right. So yeah, that's, you know, again, there's no, there's no good way to end this, but I think it was a good conversation. Yeah. All right. Until next time.